This episode is dedicated to the birth of Eliza Hickson, the daughter of first daughter, first child of my beloved friend Desmond, who is appearing on this special episode of Faded Breaks. Ahoy there and welcome to a new episode of Faded Breaks, an original, the original cannabis anatomy experience. I am your host. Madam versus Muse, Land the Muse, Madam Ether, Chief Executive Muse, Creative Producer, and most importantly, illustrator of Faded Lane or Creative Ether. Illustration studio forging immersive creative solutions that sell. Today I have with me, he's my little brother. I'm his sister from another mister, Desmond, Desi D. He don't have, like, name problems like I do. But (laughs) I will formally introduce him once I get my brain to wrap around today's topic. So as it is in the title, there will be Elden Ring slander because an old version of me is like, yo, man, fuck that game. But (laughs) we, neither of us really care that much for the game, but it's not like it's a bad game it's just you know different strokes for different folks and we're going to talk about some other miscellaneous media things um like we keep having discussions before i hit record so there's that so there's yeah we're gonna do the media desmond doesn't do the herbs or he doesn't do the herbs or the cannabis i do i got too high one time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that seems to be everybody's initial experience but well maybe, maybe we'll go down that path another time but today i will be highlighting a non-sponsor who is non-paying me but i just got great product horn creek hemp I got picked up an ounce of hemp flour around 420 and was pleasantly surprised may because this is a longer episode um i may since i got into herbs and stuff the last episode like literal herbs um i'm thinking since me and desmond his wife had a discussion loosely about dandelion we have a loose discussion about that and beneficial weeds but um yeah that's just about it so if you don't know the rundown here my bodacious bud as i am (laughs) calling you or if you are already familiar with Faded Breaks, you divine weeb of weed. Um, go get relaxed. Get your smokes. You don't even got to pause. Like, this is what it's for. It's, it's ambiance. But anyway, here's Desmond. Hey, what up? What do you do, Desmond? What do I do? Well, my name is Desmond. Like I said, that's my sister. My onechan, as they say in Japanese. So, that's the first clue bomb from from your boy i do speak japanese um i've been studying it for a long time um mainly what i do is i am a web designer so if you need some updating to your website need a website um your website is costing you clients because you're not getting the traction you want yada 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 um so on and so forth um so that's uh a big thing we also do digital marketing in other areas um I do some Japanese English translation and I play video games and I'm assumed to be a father out here in these streets. So pray for your boy. 
That's it in a nutshell. He gonna be alright because he's not a lunatic. Um, I just be using that word so much. It's it don't even matter. Desmond, our bonds were forged in the fires of Dragon Ball Z mm. when it was first on Toonami. Mm. And when back in the early days of buying well, I bought Dragon Ball Final Bout because I grew up as a mentally disturbed but financially stable, <laughs> financially secure, <laughs> black middle class lady, child, and my mom got me the game and the adapter for the PlayStation so I could play exports way back when it took like two months to get a game if you bought it online from the other side of the earth right that could be a whole discussion but right. first we're gonna um we're going to civilly shit on elven ring yes <laughs> it's not even shitting on it's just it's, sorry kenzo it's I'm, not the it's not the vibe sorry kenzo i know you love elden ring i like playing with you but like yeah don't give kenzo no sorry <laughs> You you brought an experience. Yeah. That wasn't Yeah. I mean, not all experiences lead to everything that you want. Right. But anyway, let's hop into this new episode. It's gonna be I don't know, probably like an hour, maybe more than an hour. So get comfortable and be <laughs> bodacious. If you don't know what that means, hop on Google real quick. Yeah. You'll be you'll be surprised. Read that. Increase your self esteem. Okay, so on to Elden Ring Slander. So it's not, it's not a bad game. I don't hate the game. It just don't mesh with me. It don't mesh with Desmond. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, it wasn't a day one purchase. Oh, and I was kind of excited as far as, like, getting swept into the wave of the hype. Um, I guess falling in line with how I used to be when it came to nerd media. Uh... But, yeah, I'm not picking up what they put down, because that shit hard. Like, I just be dying, and I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. Desmond has actually, like, put hours into the game. I put 90 minutes in the game. <laughs> I've turned it on twice, and the second time I turned it on, I played for 10 or 15 minutes, and then I was like, hey playstation button <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy if i like put the playstation on standby for like three weeks <laughs> and imagined that i was playing nah that's not how that works <laughs> that's not how that works because how, how much time you put in that game i got 160 165 hours in so i know it's like yo what how do you how do you log that much time into the game it's really because i play uh with a friend of mine um and so early on we like we got the game we would play because the, the multiplayer is kind of weird. Like, I guess if you if you play the Souls game, you probably know, like, they intentionally try to make it harder if you play with more people. Um, it's like, I think, a feature of the game. And so we would just kind of play together at this, like, play at the same time, but not be playing at this, like, but doing our own thing within the game. So we just in a party, but we not on each other's screens or whatever. Uh, and some of my homies are crazy. Like they like by the time I started playing, like three days after the game came out, they were like, Oh yeah, I've already cleared Limgrave. Like if you've played the game, like I've cleared Limgrave, I'm in Lyurnia. I'm like, bro, that's like fifty hours. Like it's 
it the first level? Yeah, but if you can if you clear it and do all the dungeons, fight all the bosses, explore all the caves, like get all the weapons that you can get, like maybe it's not fifty. You could probably spend like twenty hours doing that. Then if you're already in Liernia, like that might be another like ten hours or so by the time like so it's basically like you're a fourth of the game ahead of me. So I kind of started playing by myself and this was my first Souls game. And so yeah, it was uh I just kept dying, like like Elena was saying, man. Like the tree sentinel, bro, like Yeah. Don't laugh if you like, yo, you couldn't beat the tree sentinel. The tree sentinel was kinda help. It was kinda difficult. And the stupid thing about the game, I feel like, is yeah, you can level up and get your skills up or whatever. Some people are gonna be like Oh man, you just need to get good. Like if you get better at the game, you you know all that. Like, but it's like, yo, I play video games. I don't think I'm a bad gamer. Um, it's just like for the amount of time that you have to put in to overcome that skill gap, and like you beat the tree sentinel, you get what eight thousand runes or something. And it's like, yo, so I spent five hours trying to beat this dude, and I got enough runes to level up six times. Like, are you serious right now? Like, how is that rewarding? Like, how? Like, I just feel like there should be a higher reward. Or maybe, I don't know how you come up with a better system. I know the, the creator of the game has said, like, he, either you like the game or you don't. He doesn't care, really. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, I, like Elena was saying, it's not a bad game. I just feel like sometimes the reward ratio is off. And if you're not resilient, it's kind of like, I can see why you would stop playing. It's like, yo, if you die 15 times, you beat one boss, you get 8,000 runes, you level up six times, you're going to keep getting curve stomped. Like, yeah. It's like, yo, there's plenty of other games I can play that I'm going to get some reward out of for marginally improving. Like, the game also, I feel like, doesn't reward uh, if you pick a particular class. So if you pick Bandit, right? So I started with Bandit. Some people are like, well, that's half your problem. But like, you want to play as a bandit. So I wanted to pick up daggers. I wanted to be like, kind of like a ninja-esque kind of scoundrel character. But like, there's only six daggers, I think. Maybe maybe there's like eight daggers, but there's like five or six daggers that are worth getting in the game. You do get the best dagger in the game early on, but it kind of defeats the purpose of the rest of the exploring. Because it's like, you're not going to get another good dagger until half more than halfway through the game. The earth steel dagger is not good to me. If you're a faith build, I guess. But if you're a bandit, why would you want to be a faith build? Like, that's... Whatever. See, I don't even understand what any of this means. Because I only played, like I said, 90 minutes of it. And I didn't... <laughs> I didn't educate myself at all about this game. I was <laughs> on Twitter. And he was like, yeah, Elden Ring. And I'm like, yeah, Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. I went to GameStop. I, I was definitely smoking too much. But it's like... This is a lesson in, like, listen to your intuition. Like, know your nature, bro. Because I walked into that GameStop, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm making a rational purchase today. Because my PlayStation needs a purpose. Because I don't be touching that bitch. Except to, like, watch stuff. It be doing some weird shit where it, be, it just don't be turning on. It be on, but it's not on. I don't know if that's the PlayStation or it's my TV. They're both antiquated, but, mm. um, shit, what was my line thinking? Oh, yeah, I was buying the, um, yeah, I went to GameStop, and I'm like, yeah, I want to make an irrational purchase. I have right. not bought a new game since Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. So, I'm like, I'm feeling flossy. I'm feeling flossy. Mm. Buy this game, pick up these cupcakes. 
and then my higher self, my highest being, <laughs> the true me, the God was like, hey, hey girl, you know you want that horizon forbidden west and i'm like i haven't played the first one i should be social and it's like bitch you know you're not social and i'm just like i'm trying to be a different person hey gamestop guy mistake, <laughs> mistake. hey gamestop guy run me this elden ring and he's like oh, man i felt so ancient being in that gamestop because he's like you want to become a power rewards my i'm like nigga first of all <laughs> Cause I, I just feel so old now. Cause I was looking at him, and I'm just like, we look like we could be the same age, but I think maybe that's according to the society that thinks that I'm a younger age than what I actually am. And he's like, yeah, you know, you get this and this, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know how long Power Rewards been around, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, are you trying to get me to get the same magazine that I got back in 2007? Uh, nah, but I ain't roasting or nothing. I was just like, man, that's what like ancient people, like dinosaur people must feel like. Yeah. But when it bought the game, then it was near Cupcake Bakery Place. I'm like, all right, we'll get these specialty cupcakes. Hey, got a game, got cupcakes, got weed. My dog's in the house, as he always is, so I don't know. Brief pause. Anyway, so I bought this game, put it in the PS4, and I got home. And I thought I was enjoying, I mean, I like character customization. But after that, I just kept dying. I'm just like, all right, I didn't figure this out. So I was patient for a minute. And then I'm like, ooh, I'm killing these knights. Bet. And it's like, hey, go in this cave. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go in the cave. And they're like wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and the wolves are like being wolves. And I'm just like, all right. I'm trying to remember. I don't think they immediately murdered me. But I'm just like, once I realized, I was like, all right, there's one. This, oh, there's four of you. All right, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bet I'm gonna go back in here. No, actually, first time I went in there, I'm like, oh, it's two of y'all. I mean, y'all wolves, so that makes sense. And I'm like, all right, let me go in here again. And I'm like, oh, y'all like multiplies four of you. That's crazy. And it's the big white wolf. I ain't get to him. I am trash. See, that's why I can't do nothing. Because it was only like the four, I think they were gray. It was like they were basic edition wolves and they murdered me. What class were you playing? I am a prophet because okay. I was scrolling through and I'm like, yeah, I'm a prophet. So I just. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's this? I don't know. I like to think. Well, I don't, I don't like to think it because I don't enjoy this experience. I'm like, Cassandra syndrome, which is like, I'll be predicting stuff. And they're like, oh, Lena, you don't know what you're talking about. And then like the bad things happen. They're like, oh, Lena, I guess you knew what you were talking about. And I'm just like, what a worthless skill. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the power of heart if you watch Captain Planet. Oh, man. Wasn't she the... Oh, no, that was a little... What was that little brown boy? My T. Was he Indian? 
I think he was from the rainforest. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> there are di- there are indigenous people, people yeah. who live in the rainforest. Yeah, they're not putting that in no '90s cartoon. Yeah, my man was from the rainforest. <laughs> Nah, I think he, I think he was from India. I think he was from India. If I'm not mistaken. My uh, brain, y'all. <laughs> I was like, yo, he might be Indian. Nah, I was like, yo, he from the rainforest. No, nah, you had my man from America. I think somebody was from the Soviet Union. You can't just have the rainforest <laughs> <laughs> as a location that you're from. He talking about South. Okay, he's South. He's a native South American. Oh, you know what? He might have been from South America. Yeah, that's what I mean with the rain. Yo, but nah, 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 nah. He might have been from South America. You might be right. Yeah, he might have been from South America. Which, again, I think is crazy because they, I guess they were from each continent, maybe, because I think Wheeler was from North America. Wheeler. Yeah, you know, it's a white dude with the red hair. You know, his name got to be Wheeler. So <laughs> then I think, yeah, the black dude was obviously from Africa. <laughs> Who's this? Kwame. Oh yeah, he did sound like a Kwame. <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't think it was actually country specific. I think it was continent specific. Cause yeah, the Asian girl was from Asia. Yeah, Ling from Asia. She Chinese, cause her name is. Oh, I mean, you could always not be Chinese and be named Ling. Yeah, I think she was Ling from. Yeah, China, but China's a continent, so. China is not a continent, it's a country. I did that anyway. I was saying in my head, like, don't say, <laughs> I was like, you know what, Desmond, don't say something stupid. And you're like, nah. And I even said it the first time, like, oh yeah, Asia's the continent, China's the country. Man. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, what, um, I think we're going to spend like five more minutes talking Elden Ring slander. And then we're going to talk about other media. Yeah. But... Yeah. The other thing I would say about Elden Ring is most people will say, all right, well, if you can get to Margit, like, that's the skill level. And I did beat Margit. Like, I got my stuff handed to me several times. I fought Crucible Knight, beat him on my own merit. I also was trying to play the game because my guy Kenzo was always like, man, don't look anything up. You got to be like a purist if you want to get better at the game. So I'm suffering playing this game. You know what I'm saying? Beating these enemies, getting like a thousand runes or four thousand runes and leveling up two or three times. And I just feel like also like you get to market, you beat them and then the world supposedly opens up. But it still kind of just feel like uh, you're not really. I just feel like there's no you like I feel like some of the people who love the game are like, yeah, I looked up the best weapons or whatever. But I feel like any game can, I guess, become a bit more enjoyable. Like if you can, if you just gonna look it up, uh, I feel like that's the, how I'ma play. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you go, I mean, that, it'll make the game, I guess, a bit more enjoyable. But I still feel like, I guess, it, I get that the, the, what they're trying to go for is a lot of games these days, right? Like if you play, they're too, they hold your hand too much. Like it's like a green marker, and it's like, you need to walk 300 feet. So I guess the game was trying to be the counter to that, where it's like, it's an open world, it combines all the other Souls games, is my understanding, but 
I just feel like there's not enough. Like, okay, so so from a story perspective, I, I don't really know what's happening. I, I, at 165 hours in, I kind of do now. But, like, when you first playing, you just kind of wandering around fighting monsters, getting destroyed. Then also, like, again, like I said, you're not getting the necessarily the reward. So if I feel like for anybody who uh, picks up the game and they put it down, it's like, it's understandable. Like, I guess if you're a diehard fan, I understand. You might be like, bro, you, you just need to get, again, you need to get good, but... I feel like a, a game should reward you for the work that you put in. And at a certain point later on, I feel like maybe mid-game, I'm at the mountain, the mountaintops of the Giants right now. And so I do feel a bit more powerful now. But I wouldn't say every time I pick up the controller, I'm like, ooh, I'm excited. It's more like I started this game and now I just want to finish it to say that I beat it. And I beat it mostly by playing on my own. But like, that's not enjoyment. Like, like the PvP is kind of fun. I will, I will give it that. Like, that's the 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 plus I'll give it. Like, PVE is kind of cool, but I just feel like some of these areas, man, like unforgivable. Like, legitimately, like unforgivable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not a bad game. Well, it's like I heard, like my friend Kevin, who I guess got really into it. Or maybe he's just been into the whole series or whatever. He's like, it's a game of bonding and working together. And I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I guess because, like, yeah, me and Desmond, we we do the whole entrepreneurship thing. Got our own businesses. Businesses are relationships. And right. Everything, the internet, blah blah blah. It's community, humans are social. We're ants. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, I'm not wired that way. So it's like I guess when you talk about how you don't feel adequately rewarded, it's just like, yeah, it's just a reflection of what um, the the uh, the target audience, <laughs> as far as like. There are specific kinds of people that like the Dark Souls model. And I've been around for a while. I ain't been like... I'm trying to figure out what's like a good analogy. I've been existing... I've been playing games, but I don't call myself a gamer because I've played games and I just be stopping. And I'm just like... Hey, game! <laughs> I can keep playing you, but guess what? This other game look cool. Goodbye! And I do the same thing. I am like a serial game cheater, I guess. Versus Desmond, <laughs> who is like a completionist, and I'm just like, man, I think, who was it? I've been wanting to get back into God of War, and I don't know. Like, of course, this is a cannabis. Uh Maybe campus inspired podcast or whatever. But it's like if I'm smoking, I've been like trying to compare or combine experiences like smoking, watching movies, smoking and playing. I don't know how niggas be smoking and playing games because oh yeah, like Elden Ring. I don't even know how I could do that because I remember I smoked and I played God of War and I forgot they be doing puzzles and they're like, hey, get out this cave and I'm like, I'm high. <laughs> Show. I was like, you want me to form thoughts, and I don't even want to do that for free when I'm sober. Yeah. So Elden Ring is just different strokes, different folks. 
My thing is, I already paid full price for this bitch. I didn't even get like used. I walked near like a, I walked near like a baller adult. Hey, give me that new game. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Power rewards. I'm familiar with that. You chump, run me my disc, and it just wasn't a win. But would you pick it back up? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a straight answer. <laughs> like, if there was, that would be a, a waste of a time machine. Somebody's like, hey, where you want to go back in time and pick a different game? Think if I can go back in time, why would I go and choose a different game when I could do something else? <laughs> but if that was the only way for me to go back in time and to send a message to myself, I'm like, hey, just get Horizon. Get Horizon. Yeah, that's funny. One of my, the same guy told me that. So I like the technical skill of games too. Like I feel like if I put the time in, like that's why I like fighting games. That's why I like um, stuff like back in the day, if you play Mega Man X, like, you know, you like, yeah, how old are you? Chill, chill. Don't ask me them questions. Don't don't be worried about how old I am. Don't be checking for me. Uh, I'm married in these streets. Um, but yeah, like I like how if you play a game and you get better at it, the game does reward you. And Elden Ring, I feel like sometimes some nonsense just be happening where it's like, yo, I'm at a certain level. I'm like 158, and I'm still, I'm, I'm cruising through the game at this point, to be honest. But like, there's certain st- times where stuff will happen, like, oh, an enemy will spawn in this part of the area where like they normally don't like spawn, and somehow like they like do one attack that like kind of hits me, and because the game controls can be kind of wonky, I fall up the level, then I lose my runes. And I'm like, bruh, I'm turning this off. I cannot play this today. Uh, but Sekiro apparently another made by the same people. Like, there's a lot more reward for you, like, timing things out and whatever. And so he keeps telling me I should play that. So maybe I'll give it a shot. I am going to be Elden Ring. I will still play PvP. Um, but I'm not, I would be lying if I said, and it's massive. So like, there is some cool weapons and stuff in the game. But, like, once I beat it, I'm not playing it again. Like, I'm not going to be on New Game Plus like y'all out here in these streets. New Game Plus 7. Which Elden Lord are you going to be today? That's not your boy. No. Not at all. I had like a thought that I wanted to end this on. Trying to see if it's going to come back to me. But ultimately, <sighs> Elden Ring was a dud. Just like. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect this food establishment. I'm so mad that I got this <laughs> bad bubble tea. I'm not going to do this right now. But. That's what Elden Ring feel like. Bad bubble tea. Yeah. Well, no. I can't say that. Because, like, Elden Ring isn't a bad game, whereas that bubble tea was horrible. Um, What an uppity thing to say. Anyway, for <laughs> anybody who's playing Elden Ring, I bought it, so that's just the lay of the land. So, if you would like to connect, Check the show notes for, um, what's that shit called? PSN tag. I don't yeah. know. All right. They still calling it that. PSN ID something. My PS, my PlayStation username yeah. is Elena Powerchick. Desmond, would you like to share? Yeah, I I think, I think it's com minus combo 8798. I'll double check and make sure it's right in the show notes. But I think that's what it is. You've had the same one forever. Yeah, because you know your PS3 data like continues to just pull your PS 
in account. So I just never changed it. So like I have trophies from like 2008 um, for my PlayStation profile. Like when I first set it up with the wrong birth year because I was too young to actually set up the account, I think. Uh, it might even been before then, like 2006 or something. And I was afraid. <laughs> they was going to say I was too young to play certain games. So I lied about my age or something. And so whenever I lose my password, I got to guess which year I put. Like I'm like six years older in PlayStation land than in real life. So there's that. Yeah. Elden Ring. Man, what I was thinking was so clever too. It belongs to the streets now. <laughs> On to the next segment. On to the next segment of media we're not slandering. Or that we weren't feeling. Um, <laughs> media we are feeling. So, I guess my rundown is currently I... Because of the Crunchyroll and Funimation merger, because of Sony, I'm on Crunchyroll Premium, so it's been like Funimation titles moving to... Oh, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, they finalized the merger back in January, maybe beginning of this year, because Sony had bought Funimation last year. So, if you have like Funimation membership, people are listening, you or person... <laughs> bodacious bud <laughs> <laughs> you more likely are if you have not checked the emails or gotten the notifications about it I think it's over at this point but pretty much if you have a Verve account Crunchyroll account I don't know if it matters for Crunchyroll but a Verve account or like a Funimation account you pretty much get 60 days free of Crunchyroll Premium they're still moving over titles this month oh, so dang. this was recorded May 9th um, so Wonder Egg Priority, I didn't want to see that. It wasn't like pressing, but it had my curiosity. So I started watching that this weekend and I've pretty much been binging that while I've been obsessively detangling my matted, tangled hair. Um, <clears throat> but that's been enjoyable. I don't. Like, I picked up on this thing that, and I feel like I may watch more girl anime that's more action-oriented, but it reminds me of Madoka, and even with Sailor Moon, where it's like, (laughs) getting access to a young girl's painful memories or experiences (laughs) is like, "Mm, this is a delicious power source, and I'm just like, this is disturbing. And I'm like... <laughs> it's a shoujo manga or anime. <laughs> well, it's like, that's what Sailor Moon is. It's empowering. But at the end of the day, it's like, these are 14-year-old girls and they just be dying. And they're like, oh, kids, I'll see you in the next life. Yeah, girl, we die. I just wanted to be a schoolgirl. <laughs> Me too. But too bad I was born as Princess Serenity of the Moon Kingdom. But, what, in like Madoka... All the girls, all, all the magical girls. Um, this is, okay. Moving forward, we just talking about anything. So it is spoiler full. It is full of spoilers. You've been warned. <laughs> You've at least been warned. So you can like not listen to this segment or just ruin your life. Anyway, <laughs> so 
the um yeah of madoka they're like oh we're magical girls because this cute thing told us that we can be magical girls if we put our soul in a gem that helps us transform and the evil alien thing i mean it's not even evil it doesn't feel emotion it's just a cute alien thing they're like oh yeah we realize that like <laughs> young girls when they're suffering they're a wonderful powerful source so <laughs> wait and how long has madoka been out like is it like 10 years or so like, oh word okay madoka magica oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i've actually heard heard of madoka i finally magica. watched that last year a couple months ago and that was dope but like here's the thing is I guess sorrow matters matters more than who can be the strongest because people be like, Madoka might be stronger than Sailor Moon. Of course, everybody be trolling, but it's like, oh, Sailor Moon is stronger than Goku. We ain't even going like to argue that. But my feelings. <laughs> Sailor Moon is stronger than Goku because she can control the cosmos and go through time and stuff. But then you got Madoka, who's like. My greatest wish to save my life is to go through all of time and to turn all of the magical girls who turned into witches back into themselves, and I'm going to cease to exist. And it's like, wow, all right, universe powers, that's crazy. So I don't know what it is with Shoujo and being ridiculous. Wait, wait, that's her goal? Like that's That's what ended up happening. Like, Madoka Magica is like a time loop. Okay. Or it's not even a time loop. There's a character... I haven't watched all the, I haven't watched like the one film, but it's like, there's this character girl who, she's not even like a good person. Mm -hmm. She's just like essentially obsessed with Madoka and her power is to turn back time. So she keeps repeating time to make sure Madoka doesn't die. And I think she ends up turning into a witch. Essentially like the girls, they become, um, yeah, they become the magical girls. They have to kill the witches to keep their hearts from turning into grief seeds because if their hearts fully turn into grief seeds because they absorbed, I guess, whatever negativity from the witches, Mm. they'll turn into a witch. But essentially, they have to kill former magical girls so that they don't become witches. Dang. That's a cold cold hearted. Cold hearted. Because this cute alien thing is like, well, your suffering's a beautiful power source. So, um, the Wonder Egg proximity, I had, or priority, I had watched like a video about it on YouTube, and it got in because it had like a very strong start. And I remember people were feeling it in the mm-hmm. second half, or like it just had a crap ending, which seems like to be a thing. But, yeah. um,. I don't know just yet, but I've gotten to the part in the story where they're just, essentially, it's like, with these magical shows, these magical sci-fi shows where the protagonists are kids, the adults are always trash. So it's like these trash adults are using these girls to help save girls who already committed suicide. And I've gotten to the episode. Sheesh. Yes, it's all existential and emotional and stuff. But I got to the episode where essentially you're starting to understand the adults who created this world because they don't even really explain to these girls why they need to do this. Like the the true reason to do it is just Mm. protect these girls because you didn't have friends. 
Yeah, that's, um, that's always like suspicious when somebody don't give you the full story. So, but it's like that's the thing of I guess taking advantage of fourteen year olds. Cause yeah. then I got to the episode where they're like, "Oh, this one girl who I guess she committed suicide. She's like some genius girl who intentionally died to know what death was like." <laughs> But because she essentially has record of dying, mm. that's like crucial to them or something where they essentially want to know what it's like when you die okay, or what the result is. And they're like, oh, she, that makes sense. and she's like, oh yeah, when I died, it was like a innocent sorrow. And they're like, innocent sorrow. And I'm just like, tell me more. <laughs> and that was when I put the two and two together of. This is what they be doing with the shoujo um stuff is this quote unquote innocent sorrow oh. is what they be like is apparently a power source for girls and women. I'm just like, yeah. Why is this the world? I can, I can see how like sidebar into like Japanese culture in some ways like what's seen as maybe attractive or whatever is more so like innocence, um, especially when it comes to like women. Uh, or girls, you know. I think it's like a global thing. It's it's creepy. Yeah, I'm about to say that's how you end up on a Chris Hansen <laughs> special. <laughs> He'd be like, I have the chats, and now you know you're sitting in somebody's living room with a six pack. But uh, that's a separate thing. Yeah, we can do better by just giving them powers that'll consume them with grief, and then they'll get their friends to kill them, and we'll use it as a eternal thermal power source or some whatever yeah. the fuck but yeah that's crazy wonder egg priority i keep wanting to say proximity but <clears throat> what else i finished dress up darling i have mixed feelings about it what's dress up darling enlighten me <laughs> you so so elena's much much further along on the anime train than i've been in recent weeks and years well, um, because you have a whole family. Yeah, you know, I turned into guile. <laughs> Your family, <laughs> man. Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, you got you got a wife. You're gonna have a kid soon. Yeah. You well, Ken Masters. My 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 baby's name is actually gonna be Eliza. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. When uh, Elena's Ryu, I'm I'm Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out in the world. <laughs> I'm in these streets, barefoot, fists and everything. I got my beard. But, yeah, I've just been, like, deeply into this stuff. Probably um, too much so. But Dress Up Darling is pretty much just, it is a slice of life cosplay anime. Okay, slice of life is good. I like slice of life. And yeah, it's like it's romance. It's very fan servicey. Uh oh. And now being over thirty and watching, I feel I don't want to watch anime that has high schoolers because yeah. I am over thirty and that shit's weird now, bruh. Yeah. But it's these two high schoolers and this boy. And of course, he's awkward and boring. He has no <laughs> social skills, <laughs> but he's interested. And making Hina dolls because okay. his grandfather makes them. Mm -hmm. He lives with his grandfather. So then he knows how to sew. So then there's this very cute, popular girl. She's crazy. I love her. But she's like, 
she wants to cosplay, but she can't sew. So then they combine powers. And she, yeah, he makes the costume. And then she, like, gets him into her hobbies and stuff. And, of course, they all get into each other and whatnot. But they're also 14 in Japanese. So it's just... It's just a weird sexual tension. And it's just weird because, again, I am over 30 watching 2D high schoolers. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should go any further. Right. Which reminds me of... I didn't mean to do an episode about this... um lesbian anime that I watched called Citrus. I feel like I mentioned it maybe in season huh. one. But it's, it's weird. It's weird. They doing that in Japan? I'm about to say because normally they, I know. No, they've all, there's always been a shoujo thing. Only but, shoujo. Because I know in Japan some of that stuff is uh, like the LGBTQ plus uh, initiatives and stuff have historically been met with some resistance. So that's, but I guess, yeah, in well, Shoujo, maybe. It's... I feel like... I have I have to give the caveat that I'm potentially just talking out of my ass. I do give that disclaimer because so I've been finding as an American adult now, I've been learning that people just be talking out of their ass and they genuinely believe that they know what they're talking about. Right. And as the conversation goes on, I've realized that they didn't even research a day in their lives and they don't even care. They just right. think they write. Just strange. But, um, it's Japan fo- floats this line, I think, of, I mean, it's post-World War II, modern Japan, where Japan used to have brothels, right. red light district, where they do this, I guess, performative check the box of... The West doesn't like gay things, so we don't do gay things. When it's like, yo, y'all samurai was fucking each other, like they, yeah, like they like was vassals and stuff like that. Yeah, they was doing that up. back. They was doing that during World War Two. Male Japanese soldiers were doing that. Yeah, yeah. They had relationships with each other, but like gayness and the leg booty community that does get represented in anime and manga. Because, like, even Sailor Moon, they had, uh, like, oh, yeah. Sailor Jupiter, or not Sailor... Uranus, Uran- um, or whatever. Uranus and Neptune, like, they're a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is very true. There's, like... But I think it happens more so in shoujo, where there's these... I want to call them <laughs> entanglements. No, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. We're not going down the Smith train. Yeah, nah, not the day. <laughs> Maybe I will make a fever dream episode about it. But um What was I saying? Oh, it's like an enmeshment. It's like these pairs where it's like I don't know about this arrangement because essentially all this about citrus is they're lesbians, but essentially they're stepsisters and they live mm. in the same apartment. And they sleep in the same bed. And they go to school together. And it's just like, who did this be happening to? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And again, it's this weird tension of high schoolers. And I'm just like. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I want y'all to be together. But like, 
I don't like the step the, the step, step sibling, yeah. The step yeah. family stuff circles me back to thinking about porn. Oh yeah. As far as like you it just keeps popping up in the related videos like you're like, oh, this is what I want. And then you go, all right, related videos. And it's like, stepsister, no, yeah. stepmom, stepbrother, stepfather. Right. Stepbrother slams. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> your stepbrother's best friend. Your your stepsister's, what, what, your stepfather's uncle. Your stepgrandfather. I'm like, why is yeah, all yeah. this, like, <laughs> why do we got to all be connected like this? Yeah, like, le- less than six degrees of separation. Like, more like a degree of separation. Yeah. It's just like that's your family, bro. It's real strange. Um watch that. I watched Reign of Kings. That was good. Um I started Spy Family. That comes out weekly. Yeah. But, I started with the manga. The manga's Oh, you read the I started with the manga. I do my I do a Jap weekly Japanese class. And so my my uh conversation partner she was basically like yo like she's been hyping the 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 anime for weeks like before it dropped like yo you need to watch that joint of course me being me i have not watched it yet um but the manga so far was was i think it's a fresh concept so i i like that i like the concept i don't know if we if we want to elaborate on it but i I do like the i guess i'm relatively neutral towards it yeah i guess it's I've been, yeah, I've just been into anime more. Mm. So to me, it's, I guess it's not as fresh to me. Yeah. Having watched it as far as like how the characters, their personalities are. Oh, yeah. Like there's always, you know, those stereotypes though. Like those, especially in, I feel like in media, um, like in Japan, in particular, and I don't know if it's similar to the other Asian countries, but there are certain stereotypes that hold true for particular characters. Like, you always have a character that's kind of stupid, like a Baka character, and you have somebody that's smart, you have somebody that's kind of like Naruto, who's brash and bright, you know, or whatever. Like, a lot of characters kind of fall into these buckets. Um, and that's definitely true, but I think her being young, like, I guess the main, the main character, who it is, they're all kind of main characters, but the daughter... Anya. Anya. And then she, you know, having these powers or whatever. And then the dad being a spy and the mom being an assassin. And them not knowing, but she knowing. But she's actually not smart. But she just happens to have the psychic power. Like, I think the dynamic is cool. But yeah, like, I guess if you think about it just in terms of, like, character stereotypes, though, like, they all do fall into a very particular stereotype. I guess it's also, like... You said you've been reading the manga? Yeah, so I finished the first chapter, I guess, in the manga. And I started, so actually, I, I just know who she is. I've been talking to my language partner about it. But I think I'm at the point where they're about to introduce um, the mom, like his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, I watched the most recent episodes. I guess they're on episode five or episode six. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's also, it's a slow burn. I don't know. It's just not doing much for me. Right. Um, But I'm going to still watch it. It's just not one of those. It's a weekly anime I'm going to watch, but it's not one that I'm pressed, like, compared to 
My Hero Academia, right. Attack on Titan, like knowing the exact time those came on and watching them as soon as they came out, like Spy Family, I'm like, oh, I'll watch when I got time. Yeah. I think it's also supposed to be like a gag anime. Like it's supposed to be, um, well, yeah, I a mean, comedy manga. I yeah, think, it anime. is like humorous, but like I said, I guess it's, I have more anime exposure yeah. and... I just feel like I've been changing as a person or just like my, my taste has been changing mm -hmm. and it's like, I just pick up, I pick up on, I I don't like repetition much. Mm. So, and it seems that's what everything is based on. (laughs) But have you watched Game Time ever? I think I watched the first episode. Yeah. I might've said, I know a lot of people who like comedy anime like Game Time. So like, I've only seen. A little bit of Gintama. The person I'm actually thinking of, like, my homegirl Saiko, like, I feel like she likes Gintama. Did um, you ever watch or read any of it? I saw, like, like I said, I probably saw a singular episode. Um, I feel like I'm more so, like, you know, story-driven, some kind of, like, action, some kind of drama, like, in certain anime. Like, again, Attack on Titan, right? Like, it's good because I think of the plot and like the subplots and you know the greater conversation about like uh you know i think in a sense in a sense like it's race but not race but like also like classism this that and the other like there's political theater that's going on there's a lot like that's involved in attack on titan um whereas like uh same i think even with my hero academia in a lot of ways like there's a lot of depth to what's going on um and so, like, that kind of stuff's cool, but, like, the gag anime and stuff, like, like, I remember back when we were kids, who was that, uh, yo with the, yo with the afro, uh, bo 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 that was, like, man, I got, I feel like I was switching the fucking, like, TikTok speak, because <laughs> bo was just, like, immediately no, immediately no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of gag manga and anime and, anime and stuff be, like, bo bo bo, where it's just, like, yeah, what is happening? Like, why is this? I mean, like when you talk about Spy Family, and I think even with Gintama, I think there's still like a plot going on. True, that's very true. Because like Gintama has been around forever. Right, right. It keeps popping up, but I'm also like, I just want to get out of Shonen Land. Yeah. Like I that's am. That's fair. I am a woman. I want to see womanly things and then like wonder egg priority it's like i'm not driven i guess ultimately i'm not driven by fights in a show like Mm. if i'm watching a show i just kind of ended up in shonen but i don't watch shonen because oh man the fights like that's when i don't know we can get into gender identity politics or whatever but it's like as a woman who consumes this as it goes, I don't see myself in this. And at the end of the day, potentially as a, I don't know, a feminine person or just my interest, I don't get, yeah, I'm, I'm just not driven by, yo, these niggas throwing hands. He gonna catch the smoke. And that's what, I guess that's what I mean as far as like, be being a feeling myself being a different person right. just maturing in my taste or not to say that that is 
a lack of maturity. It's just, as I've been coming into my own and no longer performing for the charade that exists around me and develops around me, I realize like a lot of with anime is from most of anime is made by men. Most of the characters are men. Most of the, yeah, most of the characters are men, especially if they're main characters. Mm. A lot of the themes are like emotion. I do appreciate like this wave of soft boys, like oh, with yeah. My Hero Academia, Midoriya, um, Tokyo Revengers, Demon even Slayer, Demon Slayer, Ranking of Kings, where. Like, these niggas be crying and, like, feeling emotions and stuff. And it's cool. But then it's also just, like, I don't know. I want to experience something different that isn't just male character-centered. And then, I don't know, that people just care about the fights. And I think when you talk about something like Dress Up Darling, My Dress Up Darling, where people, yeah, it's fan service but I think... I might be mixing them up because I'll be, I watched the credits, so my brain's jumbled. <laughs> I think maybe Clover Studio, a major animation studio does or did My Dress Up Darling. So for it to be a slice of life, mm. it's animated beautifully. It looks perfect. Mm. So it's just, yeah, just want different media experiences. I yeah. feel like most media is, most media, especially popular media that gets a lot of people, gets pushed a lot, is very masculine. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's like, fucking nigga, it's a problem. It's a problem to me (laughs) because it's imbalance. You know, we all love Avatar Last Airbender. What does the Avatar exist for? Balance. I need balance. I'm going to be the Avatar of the animation world. JK, I don't care about y'all niggas like that. (laughs) I feel you though. Like I feel you about different experiences and stuff. Like I think even for a while, um, the anime kind of scene was. I think we got a lot of good stuff now, but I feel like there was a period where like anime and manga to me, and then this is maybe just my perception. Like Elena was saying earlier, like sometimes, you know, you don't want to speak on things that you don't necessarily know. I can't. I haven't done research to say like, oh yeah, from two thousand and six to two thousand and. 17 the percentage of people who watch anime decreased by 72 percent. like i don't don't have any of that information um so don't kill me for that but i do think that my experience and even like having a chance to go to japan and talk with people who like consume the media probably more so than we do um it just seemed like there was a bit of a lull like obviously like you had your big three for a long time and really one piece kind of carried the ship it was obviously like during that generation like naruto one piece and bleach um I feel like One Piece kind of rose to stayed relevant and is still super relevant, especially if you go to Japan. Um, I think it's the most, I think it might be the best selling manga of all time at this point. Um, if it's, I'm not sure, don't quote me on it, but if it's not, it's, it's pretty close. Um, and so like you had those kind of anime and then I feel like everything tried to kind of mimic those kind of styles. And so things kind of got stagnant, but then... Um, I think you got maybe Attack on Titan first, um, and then I feel like Attack on Titan and some of the other things. And obviously, there might be shows that we're like I'm missing. Like I said, I've kind of been out of it a little bit, but that to me, I remember when I was in college, was one of the first anime that I had picked up in a while and was like, "Oh snap! Like this is 
this is crazy. Like, <laughs> and my even my girlfriend at the time, my ex, my ex girlfriend, um, I vividly, I, I remember. I don't think she was. I mean, she's always been into comics and stuff like that. I think her favorite superhero is Zatanna. Um, but I remember like one day we were like in my apartment. And I had heard about Attack on Titan, and I just like threw it on, and I was like, "Yo!" And she was hooked. Like she was like, "Yo, I've never watched anime like this." And so we we would just watch every week, like especially like during that first season. I remember that. Um, yeah, and then I think we just got hit with a wave of good stuff. Like I know you love uh, what's to do with the the uh, silver hair that you said is real crazy, and the one that just came, that, that was out around the same time Demon Slayer came out. Everybody was talking about it. Well, Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel so like you had. A, I feel like there's just been a lot of good anime recently, um, and obviously more exposure and with all these different companies that are like really putting it to the forefront. But though I do feel like now we're we're kind of back in a bit of a boom. Um, Things are booming as capitalism is collapsing. Maybe I hope it is. I don't know. I don't care. I'm just existing and like niggas be complaining about shit all the time. And I think I should complain too. But I'm in Doritos. So we used to sing this song. Well, actually, I ain't gonna steal credit for this. This is dude with the woodlawn. They used to be like, man, we ran out of chips, so they had to eat Doritos. Even though chips and Doritos are the same thing. When you think about it, it's kind of stupid. But you know, when you young. <laughs> but it wasn't my thing. That was that's man. You know what? Willow High School, man. I didn't go to Willow, so don't. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. But hey, mentally, I stand with them. Nachos ain't chips. I mean, these ain't Doritos ain't chips. Yeah, they Doritos. Yeah, exactly. You don't be like I'm about to get some chips and then somebody hand you some Doritos. You can be mad. You well, think it's potato chips? I think I eclipses. Yeah, is there any? We talked about uh, Marvel films for a little bit. So we can go into that. Desmond can touch on that more because I, as I told him in our conversation earlier, have checked out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, MCU. I mean, so here's my thing. So I'm a huge Spider-Man mark, right? So I know a lot of people. I had a conversation with somebody who loves movies and loves Spider-Man. And he was telling me how the Batman movie was super good. Oh, the recent one? Yeah, he was telling me, like, yo, the Batman movie's actually really good. Oh, you ain't see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on watching it. We'll talk about that on, after. On the HBO joint. Like, so I know somebody that got an account. Don't kill me, HBO. Like, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. <laughs> um, and so, I'm probably going to scope it um, on HBO. Um, but, you know, I thought, I thought uh, the Spider-Man movie was good because I feel like, in the comics, right, I feel like they, they did a good job of trying to to play up to Pete, who Peter is. Uh, like he makes kind of the same mistakes over and over again. And he kind of learns from him and he doesn't kind of learn from him. He also has this thing called the Parker Luck, which just makes him super unlucky. Like it's actually canon to his his character. Like he has a superpower of kind of bad luck. Um, and so... Um, they don't be making up anything. Yeah, they do be. Like, I, like, but that's also Black Cat's power. She can give you bad luck, apparently. But... Um, yeah, and so I feel like all the stuff that happens, like yeah, are there some goofy moments in the movie? Uh, I think, but I think to have all three cinematic, uh, you know, Spider Man on film at the same time to balance the number of villains that they did, like yeah, some villains are weaker than others. Like the lizard from Amazing Spider Man was definitely not as strong in the movie, but Electro was good. Like they definitely did justice to Jamie Foxx's character. Obviously, Alfred Molina coming back is Doc Ock. Then William Defoe, William Defoe stealing the show as the Goblin. Um, you get some cool moments to see Toby back. Obviously, 
Andrew gets the moment saving Gwen. Um, Tom really Holland. You saw that in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Um, Tom Holland gets a chance to kind of mature. A lot of people say they feel like it was a like the dude I was talking to was basically saying he felt like it was a cop out at the end, where it's like, hey, we don't want you to make this decision for us, Peter. Um, when the whole universe and all this spoilers again. So if you haven't seen it, then stop listening. But spoiler alert. Oh, wait. No, you gotta hold that because I ain't seen it yet. Okay, all right, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. <laughs> I'll hold it. You, you gotta talk around it. So I'll talk around it. There's something that happens where they basically ask Peter not to do something, and then he chooses to do it anyway. And my homie was saying he feels like it was a cop out, but I'm like, that's kind of true to who Spider-Man's character is. Like, you might say something to him, and he's like, all right, like that's probably solid advice, and then he still sometimes does the wrong thing, and it's like that's kind of. I feel like that works. Uh, and I feel like they, like I said, it was a good action movie. They had some really high moments. Like having all three cinematic Spider-Men on camera at the same time was like, yeah. And the moments when they appear in the movie are well, are well-timed. Nobody kind of, there's some, there's some show stealing that happens, but it's, it feels like everybody kind of gets their moment in the sun. Like to have that many characters in a movie and, it, and I feel like for it not to turn out to be like a complete mess, um, uh, I feel like it it definitely deserves all the praise that it got. Some people might disagree. Um, like to me, that is. I love how I started this segment of it'll be full of spoilers. I'm selfish, so no, I don't want it spoiled for me because <laughs> I do enjoy Tom Holland as as Spider Man. Like I guess my favorite super basic thing about it is that he's actually. It's like a 14-year-old. Right. Whereas Tobey Maguire is like, I'm in high school. I'm like, nigga, you are 35. This <laughs> 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 is when my ass was in high school. That's why I was confused when I got to high school. I'm like, there's nobody in here looking like the <laughs> boss on TV. So I ain't like that. But um, I do, I, I just haven't been to like a movie theater since pre-pandemic to be for real. Um, so I'm probably just gonna get it off of red box on demand. Yeah, but um, it's worth seeing. I think. My I mean, I, I want to see it. It's just I don't be um existing sometimes. Yeah, and I missed it <laughs> when it was in theaters. Yeah, but I do definitely want to see that because I was excited when I first saw the trailer, and then I saw Doc Ock, and I'm just like, wait, they're they're bringing back. They're bringing all the older, all the, what? This going to be so good. And Spider-Man, I enjoy Spider-Man. He's not like my favorite, but when I have read Mar- Marvel comics in the past, he always had like the best quips. Oh, yeah. That's, man, to insult somebody while you giving them the business. Come on, man. It's no better feeling. Oh, now I know the train is thought I was going away. So, yeah, I'm feeling precious about, was it No Way Home? Because, like you said, that balance of having all the characters on the screen. And to me, I've checked out of MCU after the Infinity War movies. The Infinity, the the last two Avengers movies. Yeah, I think yeah. one is called Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. I forget. Yeah, I can't remember. Civ- I think, no, the Civil War was the other one. Yeah, I yeah, can't Civil remember. War was the Captain America one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, the Infinity movies were 
masterpiece. I mean, they were by the Russo brothers. The Russo brothers directed Captain America Civil War. I think more people, yeah, more people like Winter Soldier more than Civil War. I enjoyed Civil War. I think they also directed um, Winter Soldier. But it's like, it's a good, it, I don't know, it's kind of like reading the comics. It's a good balance of each of the characters. Right. And Marvel's just good at being bantery. But to me, having, I don't know if I, I can't even remember when I saw Iron Man. I know I saw it in theaters when it first came out. I don't know if, when it first came out. But I think I was kind of excited. Maybe I saw it with my dad. I don't remember. But I think I was kind of excited. Because I'm like, ooh, coming. Yeah, I think it came out in the early 2000s. Like, yeah, because it was 10 years of movies. And yeah, Infinity. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, on to phase four. And I'm just like, I don't care about none of y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like some of the phase four stuff is cool, though. Like, I feel like in the comics, again, I, so... I know people that's, uh, you know, uh, black might be like, well, you ain't like Falcon. Like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was cool. Um, I just feel like I don't know enough about Falcon. Like, Sam Wilson, like, in the comics, like, to me, it's just like, yo, he in a Falcon suit. And to me, I never was just like, some people gravitate towards that. Like, I get, you know, representation matters, all that kind of stuff. I'm not hating on him. Uh, I think... um, you know, he does a great job in the movie. Uh, I don't know why Anthony Mackie. There it is. I think Anthony Mackie does a great job in the, in, in the movies. I think he does a great job in the series. Uh, it's just like, to me, comic-wise, like, Falcon was never just the most interesting character. So it's like, I think you, you do the best that you can with the character that you have. Uh, and I think he does crush it in, in that respect. And I do think he gets some cool moments in the series. So, like, you got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loki is cool. Um, I feel like that was a really cool series. WandaVision, actually, you know, the first episodes are kind of slow. Um, like, you have episodes one and two are kind of slow, but I feel like by episode three, you kind of get pulled in. Um, I think the first Doctor Strange movie was cool. Uh, I know, again, that's that's kind of stepping back into the first three phases rather than the latest phase. Um, and so I do think they've been doing some cool stuff. Um with with phase four but i do get like the original like you got iron man you got the hulk you got black widow you got thor like um i guess ultimately to me it's just it's lost as novelty yeah it's too mainstream it's not even as too mainstream is that again the affinity movies came out 10 they've been making 10 years of movies to add up to culminate up to I don't know, at least four hours of film of putting all this stuff together. Right. So it's just like, at that point, to me, I'm satisfied. It's not that I even... Right. I just don't... Yeah, it's like, it's, it's going to the buffet. I got my fill. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there's more stuff to get, but I guess it's like, also as a comic person, before I got into MCU and everything... And, yeah, it's just, again, I guess it comes back to my taste has matured and it's not new to me. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. at what point I don't, yeah, I guess ultimately my thing is, because it was like I was talking to one of my friends 
my friend Kevin about like you know we got the Sonic movies and he has a son his son's like eight and he's like yeah it's just so exciting because my son's getting into, into Sonic and I can talk to him about Sonic and I'm just like you know what? I don't want this for my life right. <laughs> like as far as like me and Desmond's relationship, like I said, our relationship was forged in the fires of Dragon Ball Z. Right. And there was, like, a point where that was, like, how I connected with people. But at this point, I'm just like... Right. I'm cool with Dragon Ball Z, but, yo, to keep being hyped and, like, arguing about Goku... Nigga, I am 33. My knees be making popcorn. <laughs> and... Facts. My knees be making popcorn, and I don't know. Facts. There's just so much other stuff that I could be filling my brain with other than a rehashed or redone or whatever the fuck of a franchise or a form of media that I'm already familiar with. It's like, and I guess we'll wrap it up because we're at 40 minutes. I don't know. This episode might be like two hours. I don't care. But um, just to close out this segment on the Batman where it's, I, I, like, when it first came out and everybody was all excited, blah, blah. And for me, it's just like, I don't think I'm, uh, I did enjoy The Dark Knight. I feel like I, that was a time in my life when I went to the theater, I went back to the movies to watch it again in theaters. I think I saw it twice in theaters. But... There's been so much Batman up until this point. That is true. And I'm just like, how many times? I said, oh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah, I know them <laughs> niggas gonna get shot. <laughs> like, what else is there? Bruce is the... Okay, I know, man. White man tears. <laughs> oh, it's so hard being a billionaire orphan. How can I get by? Punch, punch marginalized poor people. And I'm like, yo. Alright. I'm not on... I'm just saying it kind of tongue-in-cheek. Because I had a conversation with this one nick. I'm going to put you out there. Slick Nerd Pro. Gabriel. He probably won't even listen to this. He's the nigga I worked with. He was like a client. We went to high school together and shit. This nigga's always, like, yelling. Like, stop <laughs> yelling at me. He's like, yeah, I like arguing. Nigga, no, he's just like yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a rapper. So I'm rapping at you. <laughs> He's a cool guy, but like, I believe in tone policing when you're literally like too loud. Oh yeah, you got to bring it down a few decibels. But he's like, <laughs> he's like, I ain't like the Batman. They ain't doing justice. They, because <laughs> he's like, they just made him like he's a rich guy in a suit. I'm like, nigga, that's what Batman is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like they made him out to be a rich man in a suit, and I'm just like, cause he is a rich man in a suit. And he's like, but he's a superhero. He has no, no powers. powers. <laughs> he's never had powers. Well, he's supposed to be doing intelligent things. I'm just like, yo, the first year he was Batman, he actually was a bad detective. Like the first couple years, he was Batman. He was a trash detective. He's like, I don't like Twilight being Batman. I'm just like, why can't we just leave things in the past? Right. <laughs> First of all, you don't like him because you can't let go of the Edward Cullen life. <laughs> but more importantly, let's just reiterate here. 
Batman is literally a rich nigga in a suit. He's like, he's supposed to be a genius. It's like, or it's a, a rich white man <laughs> who was well-educated and has connections. <laughs> he has resources that most of us are not familiar with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. He, <sighs> Yeah. So yeah. that was my cue on that phone call to yell back at him. Because he is just a nigga in a suit. <laughs> he is just a rich dude in a suit. So I did, all I can say is that I didn't dislike the movie. It's just, I have a, I don't know how to describe the feeling. It's just. So you did see it. You did see the news. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you don't actually want to watch it at some point, we can, because I got the HBO Max hookup. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I watched it and it's like, I can't say that I wanted to enjoy it. it if I <laughs> hadn't existed during all these other Batman films, yeah, I'd be down with it. I think I'm just, you know, the entire words burned out. I'm Batman. I'm burned out on Batman. I thought you was going to say you was Batman out. I was about to say that's a little bit my head. <laughs> yo, what's up with a Robin movie, yo? Y'all scared, man. What's up with a Dick Grayson movie? I was, I did see, um... Nightwing, come on. That ended up in my YouTube algorithm where there were a couple videos of, like, you're too cowardly to make a Robin movie. Yeah, that's where I got it from. That's where I got it from, <laughs> in my YouTube algorithm. But, yo, come on, man. Nightwing, Dick Grayson, come on, bro. Stop playing. That's Robin. I don't care about no... If you like Damien, yo, you. I should elbow drop you on the top of your dome piece. I mean, Damien's... Cool. He not Dick Grayson. Well, no. There was four different Robins. I know. I don't care about Tim Drake. I don't care about Jason Todd. Don't nobody care about Tim. Tim's <laughs> <laughs> just like out here. Hey, guys, I got detective skills. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Red Robin, get out of here. Nobody wants you. You got beat up for your title by a 10-year-old. Yeah. That's why you're Red Robin. Come on, man. What's her name from the, the future Batman movie? The other Robin that no one talks about with the glasses? Oh, Harper. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that, Harper Lee. Yeah. You ain't Dick Grayson, son. Nah. Nah. Like, Dick Grayson is if, like, Batman actually had therapy. <laughs> or a positive disposition. Or, like, or just, like, nah. Like, his disposition was sad, but then he was like, yo, you know what? I can't let my life define who he, I am. He was positive. Dick was positive in most of his interaction with other characters. Bruce is just like, mm, my parents were killed in the alley. And Dick's like, that's crazy because my parents were like trampezing and I just watched them splat <laughs> 20 feet from the ground. But like, it's cool, man. All right, man. Cool. Yeah. I watched my, my wealthy, influential parents get shot down in front of me. It's just like, Bruce, we know. Yeah, bro. Sorry. We know, but like, stop taking these children. Right. <laughs> yeah, where is the Chris Hansen investigation unit for Batman? That's uh, you can't be grooming kids, bro. <laughs> He's grooming them for justice. I don't care why you grooming them. <laughs> he got them off the streets. That when you even when you say it like that, the grown man gets kids off the streets and starts grooming them for justice. That sounds a little suspect. <laughs> I mean, in the context of the world we're in where, yeah, that could be a cult. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a 
That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, yeah, his heart's in the right place, even if his face permanently makes a line. Right. I do like Batman. Don't get me wrong. He just ain't Dick Grayson. That's all I'm saying. And I'll say on that note that Batman is a fantasy. Batman is a fantasy of, of course, it also applies to women. But I feel like the dudes who be like <laughs> sucking Batman's taint <laughs> is like the characters that get the most like love or like the male characters that are like put on a pedestal are just like not well adjusted and niggas like love that shit. Yeah, he don't express emotions. Bro, that ain't healthy. That's like being like, yeah, Batman don't drink water right. ever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that nigga pee stink. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, yo. That is pee stink. <laughs> hey, yeah, if you don't drink a lot of water, man, that is kind of, you're going to get a little funny. He's a genius. He's six foot five. He knows all the martial arts. I'm just like, Gary Sue. <laughs> Like, I get it when you ten, but as somebody who used to work at a comic book shop, I'm going to end it on this story. I guess I can't judge this man, but he used to be this black man. Come in. <laughs> Why do I have to say he's black? Nigga, because I'm black. Okay? Use your imagination. I'm putting you in, putting you close your eyes. <laughs> Think about it. All right, he a black man in a suit, glasses, got clean ass feet, barely even speak. I don't even, I don't, I don't even think he spoke. He just came in, and the shop I worked at there was a, a subscription service where basically you get a box, say what comics you want every month, and you gotta come get them. Blah blah blah. So he come in like once a month. This dude, and I'm talking there's grown ass men, not just over thir- like 30s, 40s, 50s, with these boxes, and they got like almost three hundred dollars worth of comics. He come in, the suit, no words, barely make eye contact, give him his comics. You want all these? He just look at him, hands you the bill, and then leaves with his bag of comics. Mm. And it's like, that's kind of the target audience of Batman. (laughs) Batman and... He's not a bad character, it's just like, look. If you like a character because he's quote-unquote super smart and struggles with emotions, just think of it as he don't drink water in his peace stain. <laughs> do you want to be like that? <laughs> you can do better than that. Doesn't mean any last words because my phone about to die. Last words. All I'm just going to say is if you like Batman and you don't like Dick Grayson, I got a problem. Now I got a problem with you. Yeah, like what you like. I mean, I get it, but, you know, I think Atlanta is a creative person. Uh, and this is talking about a lot about, you know, the evolution of her creative brand and business. And so I think if anything, you owe it to yourself to check out other creative mediums, other interesting characters, other interesting stories. Um, um, yeah, I was thinking that Parapital Raffle, you, know, you said you got to believe. <laughs> yes. You got to believe. <laughs> you got to believe. All right. This is not over. Going into herbs and shit.
Thank you for tuning into this special episode of Faded Breaks. This is another one of those side bonusy episodes where I have someone other than me on. Uh, whether it's just hanging out with one of my friends or talking with, I don't know, anybody important who isn't my friend yet or never. <laughs> and um, what else? Aside from the fever dream episodes. Yeah, this is just the more communal episodes where it's just, like I said, more than me on here. Um, it can also be Twitter spaces discussions to be uploaded on here so yeah that's a new segment but thanks for tuning in like this will be the longest segment is when there's other people because it's just you know we hanging out we vibing but as it goes for any business inquiries head to the show notes um as desmond said at the beginning he has a web design business q solutions and i have an illustration business Faded Lane or creativeether.net depending on the type of business that you have if you'd like to stay connected podcasty related things are on Instagram at Faded Lane and occasionally on my Twitter um it's not it's not the center of my Twitter but more so it's kind of the center of um instagram as far as like if you want to catch up with some podcast podcast clips or share them around things like that but twitter is where the spaces will be held and yeah it's just more communal i don't know instagram just doesn't feel like a discussion space to the degree that twitter is i don't know but you have those two options. And lastly, I was anticipating releasing this episode around the time that Desmond's daughter was born. And as I have at the beginning, this episode is dedicated to Eliza Hickson. Um, yeah, I wanted to release this episode on June 6th. But I am in this um, creator group <laughs> and the day I was going to make my content for the week, I saw it was a collaboration post and I just so happened to this is the only co- collaboration project that I have for this week. So and it, it ended up going up um, sooner than planned. But yeah, I don't know. To me, I'm not like oversharing anything. It's just context. If it don't matter to you, then like, oh well. But just want to provide that context <laughs> for my own memory. But I do listen to my episodes. I don't know. It's it's ways to improve, not just because I want to listen to myself. Anyway, I'll catch you on the next, I guess, standard edition episode of Faded Breaks. And keep glistening.